What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Hans Athletics Radio. Today, I'm making an accompanying video that's going to go on YouTube for it. So if you're interested in uh, kind of looking over some of the podcast planning today and uh, kind of the storyboard of how, how I plan this out, go ahead and head over to YouTube, Hans Athletics, and check it out. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. So today, we're going to be talking about motivating clients answering that question that people ask of, can you motivate clients um, and help coaches and other individuals, potentially parents, uh, begin to get a bigger picture on how they can uh, work with their kids, motivate their kids, and create a broader perspective uh, with them. So I think one of the most important things to kick it off uh, for motivating clients is really understanding their why, uh, asking questions, listening well, and making sure to leave those questions uh, open-ended. So that's a big thing we do immediately when athletes come to the gym is you need to ask questions that are open-ended and uh, get to know them in that first assessment, that first session. Um, and that's sometimes where uh, coaches leave it at. And that's where uh, that's a big mistake. So part of the process is going to be asking those questions daily. So really being on top of consistently asking uh, the kids, asking your athletes, asking uh, your spouse, uh, open-ended questions daily to figure out where they're at and understand them better. And as you kind of get deeper into understanding them, you can use that groundwork to, um, you know, create that relationship. You can use that info to uh, lead uh, interactions in the future. And today we'll kind of stick just to the mindset of uh, workouts and in the gym, because that's uh, where my specialty's at. But uh, just know that this applies across uh, many different uh, modalities and domains. So as you gather this information and begin to understand your client, uh, you're able to start targeting goals and also creating a vision change uh, for the athlete, right? So they'll go through, we'll go over four different types of motivation that usually lead uh, an athlete into training or participating in sports and once you understand the different levels and process of, of this motivation factor, uh, it's easier to manipulate or um, in, a, in a positive way change uh, the way that the athlete looks at the situation, the sport, or potentially the hard work that comes with it. Um, and that's going to be shifting them to a bigger picture over time. And it's going to manifest in their life uh, in many different ways. They'll start enjoying the workouts, uh, potentially, you know, really showing up for the family community and, or their other teammates and over time embodying a movement rich lifestyle, which that's really the end goal. Um, we love having athletes play at the next level, but if we can create athletes that are able to stay healthy, um, stay motivated and take care of themselves throughout their life, uh, that's a bigger value add to us than um, potentially just having them play at the next level. So giving them the tools and the motivation slash discipline that they need to, to, to uh, take care of themselves for the rest of their life. So let's kind of jump into uh, typical motivation styles or factors that we see as athletes come into the gym. Uh, this is going to be an important uh, aspect to understand as you start coaching people or are working with people. Um, so first and foremost, find out why, why they're in their gym, why they're playing the sport, ask them in person, not over text, talk to your, uh, your kids about this and take note of body language, uh, as well during this time, because that 
it's not always going to be easy for a kid to tell the truth. And you'll usually be able to see um, if, if they are telling the truth or if they potentially are just telling or saying something that they have heard before. Um, so um, what we find typically uh, with our athletes as they come in is usually they're starting in a mindset of environment, right? So an athlete comes in, um, they don't necessarily have a really direct why. Oftentimes it's because their, their friends come in, um, they're afraid they're going to get behind in sport or uh, a parent is potentially uh, pushing them to improve their performance, right? So they are kind of in coming into the gym because of other factors outside of them in their environment that is making them focus on uh, how can I get better, right? But it's not necessarily coming intrinsically. It's not something that uh, they necessarily are bought in on doing. It's just something they feel like they they have to do based on their daily life. So with this uh, type of client that comes in at this level, uh, I'd say a majority of youth clients that come in do this. Uh, many of them are probably playing sports as well because their peers are doing it or because their parents uh, you know, sign them up for it. So the goal with this athlete in our facility is to start to get them towards the results oriented. So that's the next step in the process. It's not the final step, but it's the next step. And you will have some older kids that come in um, with that. For example, I just had an assessment today. This guy's already a great football player. Uh, he's a junior. And now he is focused on results. He knows he needs to get faster and uh, is willing to do what he needs to do to get there. Right. So it's on his own choice. But he's looking for a specific result. The problem with this type of mindset, that's going to be your most common mindset you see uh, with adults. Right. Like around New Year's, around this time. Uh, people ha- pick these specific goals that they want to get to, usually pertaining to weight loss. And they say, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Or they have something very, very specific that, the, that they're training for. Now, again, the problem when we come back to that is uh, once, typically once they hit that goal, if they're still in that mindset, they either, you know, kind of spiral out of control. They have, they have their goal down. They lose some motivation, some discipline. They might go back to some old habits they had, um, and they they are potentially going to lose that progress and not really be able to buy into it for long term because uh, once they hit that goal, that kind of becomes oh, the end of that, right? Second aspect about that is they might have picked a goal that really is um, too aggressive. So maybe they've seen you know social media where somebody's able to or claims that they've lost a hundred pounds in this amount of time or They've increased their speed in this amount of time in two weeks, and uh, they can potentially lose their uh, motivation and, and head of steam because they're concerned that that's too high of a goal in the back of their head. And now they uh, fall off and never really reach where they need to get. Um, so that again, this is still a uh, very... Not ideal. Sorry, it took me a second to process. Not an ideal uh, mindset to be in, again, because as you hit those goals, uh, unless you have a new a new one planned, or um, you know you're able to find find other things you want to focus on within that, which I would say is not very common. Uh, people fall off quickly. So as a coach, it's it's my responsibility to start to move them into that next stage, and that's going to be the process. So getting the athletes 
getting your clients to fall in love with the process. And you've probably heard this before on motivational podcasts, on different audio clips on social media, but that is becoming where uh, you move out of a results-based and you get you get more involved with uh, enjoying and feeling like uh, you can take that goal and really dive into the daily work, uh, the different factors of discipline that come into that. Um, this is typically when somebody comes in and says, I work out three days a week or I follow a specific training program and they are relying on kind of those, that process to stay motivated and have found some things to hold on to. Now, this isn't a bad place to be. This is where, um, I, I've seen a lot of people kind of stay. Um, and it's typically founded on the, the fact that they just enjoy doing it. So if you can get them to this point, uh, it's usually a little bit more sticky and you can see more progress over time. Uh, a good example of this would be like, I go to the gym because I enjoy the community or I enjoy the different types of movements we do and the workout styles. Um, that's going to be that stage. So I enjoy going to football because I get to spend time with my friends. There's something outside of uh, just the daily work that's usually a driver. And um, it's it's very common to be, again, in this area most of the time. Um, so it's, it's typically former athletes, um, people that uh, ha- have a background in maybe running 5Ks or uh, anything like that where they've picked goals, they've done them, they've fallen in love, they've fallen in love with the process and they're continuing to uh, consistently just follow that process and it's more long-term. Um, the, the thing that you're going to want to get out of this, uh, this stage is, you know, keeping that consistent and finding ways to keep them enjoying the the process so that you can start to move them into the, the last category that I would uh, deem is the, the most important to get people to if you want to make a long lasting change and provide uh, these athletes or people with uh, something that's going to change the life, their life for the remainder of the time they're on this earth. So, and that's going to be moving it into identity. So this is where I can confidently say I'm at with my training is the identity side of it. So instead of it being, uh, I enjoy the process. I enjoy the community. Um, I like being around my friends, right? You can have goals within this, but it is, it goes from saying, you know, I, I ran a marathon or I played football to, I am a football player or I am a marathon runner. So you're taking identity within uh, whatever you're doing or of trying to obtain. And this is the most powerful because it's going to, it's going to be the, where you're going to find the most discipline. So even when motivation's not there, if you become part of uh, that process or you embrace the lifestyle of being strong, staying capable, um, it's going to just become who you are and, and it's something that is non-negotiable. So every day or whatever your makes sense with your schedule, you are going to be making sure you put the work in, not because, you know, you have some specific goal, but because that's who you are. And again, like I touched on earlier, that's, that is essentially where I'm at for sure, because part of my lifestyle is lifting weights, sprinting, running, jumping, 
um, as a 31 year old, that's just something that is part of me. So I try to do that in some shape or form every day, because if I don't, I don't feel like I'm being true to myself. And if I go a couple days without doing that, I, I just feel off. I don't feel uh, as accomplished. My work doesn't go as well. Um, and on and on and on. So um, this is going to be, this is the ultimate. And this is where I want to get all my athletes to is where it is part of who you are. The training, the being strong, the staying in shape, taking care of your body. That is who you are. And that's where we're going to create the most effect over time and provide these athletes with the ability to take care of themselves for the rest of their life, which is really, really the most powerful thing we can give these kids. And you can't put a price on that, really. Um, just, just as you start to look into the research of how physical health and mental health and resiliency are all combined into this want into this factor. If, if the physical side's not there, the mental side's usually not there. Um, and it's just something that comes before that mental health side. So when we talk about, you know, the a mental health problem with the younger generation or, uh, just in the U S in general, I really think a lot of that could be alleviated or at least improved, um, with, uh, more with healthier individuals and people that, you know, have bought into, uh, be, having an active lifestyle and having that be a part of their life. Um, it's larger than just a goal. It's larger than, um, you know, something outside of, of actually training. It's you are that and training is you. Um, and it just prepares the people for life and the curveballs it's going to throw at us and all the different things you have to deal with. Um, as you go through, uh, different relationships in life, it makes you very, as I said, touch on resilience again. I think resiliency is one of the key aspects of successful people and people that are healthy and happy. Um, and within that, it just, I think let's talk about how you can kind of move athletes into that, move individuals into that. Um, and with different personality types, it can look a little bit different, um, and whatnot. But as you begin that client's fitness journey, journey, you need to have some, a plan in your head about how you're going to motivate those athletes. Um, so it's, it's really important to understand what ignites their passion and um, how you can reverse engineer that conversation and those answers to their questions uh, into, into a response that will uh, help them see a way to tie it into who they are. Um, again, a big part of that can just be helping these kids understand how, what they're doing right now is, uh, not only helping their sport, but it's positively affecting their lives. And that's one of the things that, you know, parents come to us very first, even before we've been able to make a lot of physical adaptations because they've only been around, you know, two months. Um, they just say, Oh, I don't know what you're doing, but my kid is a lot more confident. And, uh, it's, it's conversations we're having with these athletes, making them understand that the work they're doing and the efforts they're putting in here are positively affecting them outside of here beyond just, uh, you know, sport and doing well on the court, doing well on the field. It's going to, it's going to help them, uh, in school. It's going to help them in relationships. It's going to help them in everything that comes with that. So you have to kind of understand that and the same passion you take towards, 
uh, planning and training athletes physically, you have to turn that into a plan and a passion for uh, teaching athletes how to be motivated and develop discipline within you know, controlling and using their body and understanding that they're capable of a lot of things physically that they potentially you know, didn't think they were in the beginning. So that kind of wraps up uh, the, the portion of talking about, you know, how, how to motivate clients. And uh, hopefully that was insightful for you guys or kind of gives you an idea of, you know, where you can classify some of the people you work with and how you can do better at moving them into uh, making their training become part of who they are and part of their lifestyle. Um, if you have any further questions or thoughts on the topic, go ahead and hit us up hands athletics on any social channel. Uh, you can leave a comment on the podcast and, uh, we would love to hear what you guys think about it. So again, I appreciate you guys checking it out. If you are in need of uh, coaching remotely or in Pocatello, uh, go ahead and hit our website. We've got a bunch of information on there and our different offerings. It's just handsathletics.com. And as always appreciate the support coach D out.